This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Helping you get to the back end of the work week. Welcome to the Hump Show on After Hours. We get to the top of this mountain, we get to the middle point of the work week, and then at least we can see what's downhill in front of us, and we can start to cruise down that mountain. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? This is the, the point at which we're not quite anticipating the weekend, or maybe we are, but it feels like it's uh, it's not, it's just, it's going to take forever. Everybody's Guess what today is? It's hump day. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hump Show on After Hours. Well, too late, producer Carlos and I realized (laughs) it wasn't AAA that we were talking about. Maybe I got into that mode because I have AAA. I've been a AAA member for years. AAA plus, as a matter of fact. But... No, AAA means ask Amy anything, duh, (laughs) of course. (laughs) So I don't know how we missed that right in the middle of ask Amy anything, Uh, but I've never seen it put like that before. I I don't ever use the three A's as a shortened way to let you know that we've got ask Amy anything coming up. I've never used that before, so I guess it, I just didn't think about it. So, you know, uh, all of those People out there who were yelling at their radios or are furiously sending me tweets or Facebook posts. I've seen it on both our social media sites now. <laughs> Whoopsie. Duh. The duh is on me. So, yes, AAA uh, in this man's brain equals ask Amy anything. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, our hump show. I've already gone back to answer some of your questions, uh, the ones that I can do quickly. So, if I didn't get to your question Uh, then I, at some point, may answer it uh, in a future edition of The Hump Show. 
Uh, but those were the ones that I could do as quickly as possible. Always glad to have you join us on this edition of the show because whew, once we get through this one, I launch you forward. I, I shove you forward into your Wednesday, your hump day, and then we are closer to the weekend by the time we reconvene. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. We'll see if we can clear some of these phone calls coming up. But I wanted to start with the scene in East Lansing on Tuesday night. I admire Tom Izzo so much, but I don't envy the situation that he is in as the the face of Michigan State, not just basketball, a man who's been there for 40 years and there is no training. There's no manual that tells you how to navigate a tragedy like this one where on Tuesday you had the third of the three students bury the funeral service that takes place after the campus shooting a week ago. Oh, Tom Izzo is authentic. He's sincere. He's open. He's emotional. He's compassionate. He's passionate. All of those qualities of this man make him beloved, but also make him a good leader and teacher of young men. In this case, a good leader of a campus that is in desperate need of some type of hope and a path forward. And I appreciate that Tom Izzo has been willing to put his basketball team in that space. He said last week that he felt like getting back on the basketball court would provide some healing. And as we know, it generally does work in sports that way. I don't always know why. It's hard to pinpoint it's emotional. It's about our hearts. It's about the unity. It's about coming together for a common cause. But it's also about a spark of joy. It's about knowing that the man on your left or the woman on your right, the classmate, the teammate that you stand with and that you know, you can see the faces. You can hear the voices. You're not alone. And so as they started the game with a moment of silence, and an honoring of the victims, the survivors, the first responders. There were tears. There were tears before the game. There were tears after the game. Ultimately, the way that the Spartans and their fans represented the campus, the way that Tom Izzo represents that community, it's a step. And as always, he's the one that steps into this void, right? He's the one that is willing because he loves that campus so much, because he loves the school so much, because he loves his basketball players, his teams. That love kind of forces him to take the steps. And before the game, actually, he was taking steps around the Michigan State campus. I swear to you, I, I was just happy for our people. I really was. I was happy for our team, but I was happier for our students. You know, some of them are scared to go back into the classroom. Some of them are worried about going into the dorms. Some of them are, you know, I tried to walk the campus today. Um, I went for a walk in the cold. My buddy Wickens back there and, uh, you know, just, just want to make people feel comfortable, you know, and. And I thought, um, here's one two-hour period where 
maybe they forgot about all the things that they've had to deal with and they got a chance to enjoy and that's what sports sometimes can do it doesn't uh, take away all the pain but it it's like a, a little aspirin maybe for a couple hours so I was just thinking of those people and I just kept looking up at that top row you know Al McGuire once said when the corners in an arena are filled um, you're okay you're good not easy there's no blueprint this is not part of your training when you become a coach but the fact that he is part of the fabric of Michigan State 40 years there and that he believes in the power of sports to heal as you hear him talk about and I know he uses the metaphor of a little aspirin but what he really means is some unity some togetherness some community what he really means is a little spark of joy and some healing and for him to take the initiative to not only walk around campus, but to really encourage people to show up and then to laud the fans for supporting one another, for being there. The fact that this is far more than just a win and really the win is secondary. I just think everybody did a hell of a job and most of all, um, the fans, students, and the community. Um, I mean, it was, wasn't a nine o'clock crowd gang. Wasn't a nine o'clock on a Thursday, on a Tuesday night crowd. Um, fans were <clears throat> unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I think it was, I saw Luana Simon the other day and she gave me the, maybe a good quote. She says, Tom, you want to hug 15,000 people all the time? I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> and uh, even more than that, she said, well, the way to hug 15,000 people is for your team to play well in front of them. And I thought that was uh, a damn good statement. And I told my team that. I said, if you want to make people feel better and you want to, you know, give them a hug, this is the way you give them a hug. So I hope all 15,000 people enjoyed the hug. You can hear the emotion in his voice, right? You can hear him get choked up even then. Uh, his his students or his players, they started a little slowly as is fully understandable when you're talking about not only uh, getting back on the basketball court after an extended uh, stretch where they're not at home playing in front of their own fans, um, but the emotional start, right? Again, the tears of your coach, the moment of silence, honoring the victims. Uh, Tyson Walker and and company, they were able to to shake off that slow start and to to really absorb the emotion and the support of the crowd and have a great run. They ended up winning over Indiana by 15, um, but it, it wasn't as much about the points or, or how they got there. It was really about the wave of emotion that they could feel from the fans. And he, uh, he spoke about it after the fact too, about you had one shot go in and then you just wanted more shots to go in so you could hear it and feel it. I feel like every time a shot goes up and it goes in, the building is crazy. You know, it's like one of the best feelings to do. So, yeah. This one does a great job. So, it's just like once you see the first one go in, like you just want to shoot the second one more yeah. and watch it go in. Yeah. So, Malik Hall with 10 points for the Spartans. Tyson Walker, he was really the spark for them uh, offensively. And they got back to basketball. But it was so much more than basketball. And honestly, when you think about the role that sports can play and the part of the the calendar that we're on right now for the Spartans, 
where you're talking about soon getting into conference play and uh, on into postseason. It's distraction seems like such an odd word. I don't love using it. Some of you say that to me when I feel so reluctant to talk about sports in the wake of a tragedy or a natural disaster. And you all will say to me, well, we need a distraction. We need something different. Um, and, and I just, I, it feels to me like sports don't matter. And I would say the same thing about the Spartans win in this return to their home court. The game itself didn't necessarily matter but the impact of playing this game mattered. And I can't rave about the leadership of Tom Izzo enough, even as he considers himself to be one of those people in East Lansing, part of the community who needs to heal and, and needs to, to find a way to move forward together. I am uh, honored to be a part of something. You know, there's dates that you always remember and... Um, Unfortunately, some of them are dates that are very negative and just the way it works. But uh, today was a day that I think people will remember. And uh, unfortunately, last Monday was a day they'll remember. I hope this one brought a little bit of a smile to some people's face. Mm. As if I could admire him more. I know many of you feel the same way. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So between the Spartans getting back on the basketball court and all of the emotion, really the energy around that too, and and that's credit to the fans, a credit to the basketball team uh, that went out there and played for their community. Between that and then the, I would definitely say it was an emotional reaction, a visceral reaction to the Alabama head coach, Nate Oates, choosing some, I would say, inappropriate words, uh, just words that I hope did not fit how he feels about what has happened with his basketball team. Um, he did later apologize, and, or not apologize, but just say his his comments were unfortunate. They, they were a poor choice of words. Um, but for him and for the, the basketball community uh, to, to find out more details about what happened in Tuscaloosa last month. So this is the shooting that took the life of a 23-year-old mom. It happened on the Strip in Tuscaloosa late on a Saturday night. We already know that Darius Miles and and Michael Davis, uh, they have been charged with capital murder. The, the trial hasn't begun yet. This was a bond hearing. Their moms were there, and, and both these players were reduced to tears, and and they were denied bond, but ultimately heard their mom speak about why they they wouldn't be a flight risk or why you know they would not take off again ultimately the bomb was denied but what happened was you had testimony from the law enforcement and the detectives who've been investigating and what was revealed in open court on Tuesday that not a lot of people knew although Nate Oates said he knew and the team knew is that their star freshman Brandon Miller is allegedly the one who took the gun to Darius Miles on that night. According to police records and according to the testimony, Miles texted Miller, this this freshman phenom who leads the team in scoring and is expected to be a top five draft pick in the NBA whenever he comes out. Miles texted him and said, hey, I, I need this gun. Bring it to me. And so Miller did. And then Miles provided the gun or then in turn handed the gun or told Davis where to get the gun that was ultimately fired 
and in this fatal shooting. So there's a, a chain of custody here with the gun, and the gun got there to the strip because his freshman brought it to Darius Miles. And so Nate Oates is talking about it, and again, I, I feel like if he had another 100 opportunities to to address the situation, maybe be a little more prepared, but also he would never use these words again. And so this really set the internet and social media all ablaze yesterday afternoon. Can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble on this case, like in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So we'll we'll address it when uh, I'm sure NBA scouts will ask. They do their homework. But I think the article that it came out in also stated Brandon's been interviewed. Just comes across uh, across tone deaf from start to finish in that cut. The fact that it, um, he said it was wrong spot, wrong time is, ugh. nah. I mean, I'm not telling you Brennan Miller was part of it or had any idea what Darius Miles was going to do with the gun, but I would say that it doesn't take a whole lot of common sense to think if someone's asking for a loaded gun in a crowded place on a Saturday night that there's at least the potential for something to go horribly wrong. And then the idea that things just happen, people just out. Well, Miller wasn't there and the gun wasn't there until he put himself there. Again, this is not a referendum on Brandon Miller. I don't know if the authorities will charge him at this point. He's not been charged with any crime. He's still part of the team. They don't, it sounds like they don't intend on making any changes. The team meaning, I I don't know about law enforcement, Um, but that they don't have any more suspects, that they feel like they've got the two people that they're going to charge. That could change, obviously, moving forward. But for him to skip ahead to the NBA draft and NBA scouts, too, is, again, comes across fairly tone deaf. That doesn't matter. And I don't know how the question was phrased, but in that particular moment where you're talking about Again, a young woman's life, and he has expressed remorse and sadness over that. But you're speaking about a young woman's life and two players who have been charged with capital murder. And how did the gun get there? Well, your freshman was the one that took it. And you're somehow incorporating that into, oh, well, uh, we'll explain it to the scouts. That's not even remotely important in that moment, at least in my opinion. Um, and so that was something that Nate Oates ended up walking back um, and just agreeing that he had a poor choice of words and that it it didn't come across the way that he intended it. I can understand it's awkward. Like I was saying about Tom Izzo, there's no manual to prepare you for these types of situations. Um, but maybe some scripted comments, maybe. Or have someone write them for you. Or just say, I have no comment. Um, it seems, seems like he got caught off guard and wasn't really prepared And just, it came out all wrong, to be sure. All right, you can find me on Twitter, ALL Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, Milestone moment for the Edmonton Oilers. What? For all those people who love it when we drop some hockey nuggets. Uh, And also, we talked about this earlier. Uh, there's, (laughs) There's been zero mention of Aaron Rodgers, so no, it's not that. But there is this kind of, idea of the domino effect and and what's the first domino to drop when we're looking at the NFL offseason which honestly will begin in fuego in just a few days 
And we'll try to get to your calls too. 855-212-4CBS. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hump Show on After Hours. Thanks for hanging out with us. Good morning to you. Did you know that a 1,000-pound fragment of a meteor slammed down in Texas? No, I'm serious. I'll share those details coming up. I heard the report driving into work last night, and I thought 1,000 pounds. Holy cow. It's a miracle that it didn't hit someone or something. Anyway, I'll, I'll share the, the news with you if you haven't heard it. But Cliff has been waiting. He's in Alabama uh, Cliff, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Amy. How are you doing? I listen to you. First time caller. Cool. I listen Thank to you. your show every night. I appreciate morning. that. I'm in law enforcement here in Alabama, so I love your show. Well, thank you for your service, sir. And before I say anything further about what I was calling about, I don't want it to just act like I have no remorse for the victim and their family on this. I'm just calling as a sports caller of after the fact. Mm-hmm. So... Here in Alabama, we're heartbroken. These turned events has escalated into something more with Brandon Miller and another player on the team coming to get the win. We finally got a good program here, a good coach with Nate Oates. I think he got in a little bit of trouble on what he said because, like you've been talking a lot about Tom Izzo tonight, you know, he's he's been coaching over 40 years. And it's kind of Nate Oates' first big coaching job. And, wow, did he get slammed with a major incident here. Sure. And he don't really have the experience of handling situations like this. So I think sometimes he, the lack of experience on these types of situations kind of gets him in trouble. I don't think he meant anything he said. In Agreed. The I would agree with you. I just think it was it was super awkward. He, I'm yeah, not sure was. he was prepared for it. And maybe somebody should have given him a heads up that this had come out in court and that he was likely going to face questions, of course, because it's his star player and because Brandon's name was so prominent in court on Tuesday. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's more inexperience in the situation, but also being unprepared. It just sounded yeah. like he was unprepared when he faced those questions. Agree with you 100%. And and he may end up losing his job or get suspended or whatnot. You know, that's, that's how bad it is. 
Hmm. And probably really? Brandon Miller gets suspended the rest of the season. I'm sorry, did you say hopefully he does? No, probably oh, he probably. does. Probably, you know, okay. It's looking like this is probably coming because all this new stuff that has come out, or maybe not new, mm-hmm. but uh, it seems like, you know, maybe the police may have been covering up some further stuff that could have possibly went on, you know, as far as the, what's been coming out down in here in Alabama of different news organizations that, that yes, Miles did call Brandon Miller. He brought in the gun, and in great detail, the gun was loaded and went in the chamber and, and different, uh, you know, different words he used on that. Right. And his his car, his Dodge Charger, was actually shot a couple times during this incident because, you know, they did return fire, the guy in the car with the girl. Right, right. So he was on the scene. Some reports are even saying that possibly that they might have blocked the car in mm. on oh, the uh, on the shooting that took place. Yep. Because, you know, there's not been much further investigation on it. kind of wanted to end it there. Well, I can imagine. And, I can imagine. And this, this type of thing, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying we know that it's happened before when it comes to high-profile athletes. Sometimes there are people who are willing to cut corners or potentially look the other way. But in this bond hearing, you're right, it seems like a lot of – other details came out. Now, some of those that you've mentioned, I hadn't heard or hadn't read. But the fact that it's two players, um, two players that are at least involved, and then this other man who was there on the strip. And I, I don't know that it should fall on Nate Oates because it's not like he, you know, should he should be somehow, you know, implicated in that he's not a great coach or not a great leader because this happened. Because these are these are adult men who who have their own choices to make, but. Sometimes it will, it could come back to bite a coach for how he handles it in the aftermath, and so I can imagine there's definitely more concern about that considering what Nate stepped into yesterday. You're, you're right, Amy. And I want to give you an example for a hang up. Is Barry Switzer when he coached at Oklahoma? He referenced this way back then. You can coach a college player at 18 years old or 20 years old, right before they graduate, whatever it is, and if they do something wrong. As a coach, you're held accountable. But they could go to the NFL the next year and be 21 years old and do the same thing, and the NFL is not held accountable to the point where they're out of a job when they do something wrong. A perfect example is Bill Belichick with Aaron Hernandez when he did the killing. Bill Belichick wasn't held accountable to the point of losing his job at all. <clears throat> no, you're right. And and I don't think that very often comes back to – uh, to on the coaching staff, it doesn't usually um, because those are considered to be adult males again who make their own decisions. Uh, so you're right. There's a there. It's crazy that there's a line. It could be days, right? You could be 20 right. versus 21, <laughs> uh, and yeah. it just have ter- having turned 21, but you're treated so differently. Well, it's a different atmosphere. Obviously, these are college kids who spend the majority of their time uh, together with their team, with their coaches. Um, but yes, you're right. Sometimes age has zero to do with it. Um, it's just, it's about level of maturity. I certainly hope that Brandon Miller at, at whatever point, if, if law enforcement decides that he, at, at, what, let's say he's only charged with a misdemeanor because he was, he was in possession of a gun that was not his, right? And he carried it loaded into a, a crowded place. Um, you know, the laws are different in every state, but let's just say he gets charged with something like a misdemeanor. I hope that this for him is a wake-up call because he does have a very bright future. And this oh, was yeah. this is a situation that could have gotten a lot worse for him. 
Um, and, and so I just, I hope that it's something that he takes as a cautionary tale and recognizes he's got so much to lose and he shouldn't even be putting himself in these situations. Yes, we're all hoping down here in Alabama that Brandon could clear his name on this and keep playing basketball and go and have a great future and that he'll have a learning experience on this and all that. And that's, like I said, that's the point I was trying to make. I didn't want to take away from the victim and their family on this because I don't, I don't want to seem like I don't, I don't feel for them. And I do greatly. It's just that, uh, I don't want to see Brandon Miller go down either. And I'm not just saying that because he's a great athlete, but he has such a great future ahead of him. I hope that everything works out for him. And Amy, I want to thank you for letting me, for taking my call. Like I said, I'm a long time listener. I love your show. I listen to you every single day. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And again, thank you for your service though. I know you were calling as a fan in this instance. Thank you. Amy. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Be safe. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. I, there's no right answer, wrong answer, but a lot of times, what do we know? Public pressure tends to force an administration or force a school or even a team in the pro realm to make a move. I don't believe this should come back on Nate Oates, but I do believe, he, at least at this point, but I do believe he has to be extremely careful about what he says because to talk about the NBA draft when you find out in court that your star freshman at the very least was moving a load it's just dangerous it's dangerous to move a loaded gun with a bullet in the chamber and to take it into a crowded place right I just want to reiterate I'm not telling you that Brandon had any idea what was going to happen but it's dangerous to be in that situation anyway and, and because he has so much to lose, I hope that this is an opportunity for him to make better choices moving forward. And that maybe it scares the crap out of him enough that he is much more careful. And Nate Oates, too. He's, he's got to be a little more sensitive and a little more professional when it comes to his comments in these situations. That's the world we live in with high-profile sports and athletes. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. In behind the flyer net, all the way across, Nugent Hopkins to Dreisaitl scores! Leon Dreisaitl at a sharp angle has tied the game at two. Puck back to the left wing point, Kulak will rip a shot, doesn't get through, it gets into the slot area. Now side of the net, scores! Connor McDavid! With somebody in front of the net, the Oilers have a 3-2 lead. Gets into the slot area. Now side of the net. Scores! Connor McDavid banked it off with somebody in front of the net. The Oilers have a 3-2 lead. Getting you to the good half of your week. It's the Hump Show on After Hours. It was quite a third period for the hometown Oilers against the Flyers. Not only did the victory, the 4-2 win, help the Oilers end a losing skid. And so they were able to get back on track and potentially have a spark moving forward. But it was a milestone third period. All three of those goals that you hear with Jack Michaels on Oilers radio came in the third period. And they brought with them milestones. Leon Dreisaitl. Scores the first goal on a power play. And on the assist from Connor McDavid, both Dreisaitl and McDavid end up with new plateaus in terms of their career points. 700 for Leon, 800 for Connor McDavid. 
fifth fastest ever to get to that mark in NHL history. Ryan Nugent Hopkins also assisting on that goal. And for Leon Dreisaitl, of course, he's deflecting and he wants to point to the other guys. But it was quite the team effort on the power play to get him to 700 career points. Definitely a big goal, big win for our group. Um, dropped a couple, but um, yeah, two of the best players in the world, uh, plain and simple. Um, you know, it's so much fun, um, you know, sharing the ice with these two. So um feel very fortunate and, and, and very honored that, um, you know, I get to play with these two for, for a long time. So then you have Connor McDavid, who is at 800 career points, tack on not just the go-ahead goal, but then an empty net goal as well. So Dreisaitl's goal ties the Flyers at two. And then you've got two more by McDavid, uh, and, and one of them is a shorthanded. And so they get not only the milestones, the 700 points, the 800 points, but they get a desperately needed win. And you know that McDavid doesn't love speaking to the media, but this was a pretty sweet occasion. And he does the same that Leon does and points the finger right back at his teammate. Obviously, a great accomplishment from Leo, you know, 700, um, you know, amazing feat. And, um, you know, Nuge is having a great year, you know, and just keeps, uh, just keeps on going and, and making those great plays. So, yeah, really didn't have much to say about the 800th. In fact, later he was talking about the fact that they needed a breakout game and that he had a breakout period in, in which he had multiple points, but not much about the 800. Though there's a pretty cool photo that the Oilers put up on social of both Leon and uh, Connor together, and they're holding their their signature pucks or their special pucks, uh, and and it's 700 and 800, and you're talking about a lot of points in one picture. So it's pretty sweet, actually. If you want to check it out on social, it's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, elsewhere, that was my hockey quota for the week. I'm just. <laughs> Whatever. Pretty soon we'll be talking about Stanley Cup postseason, and then you'll have hockey to your heart's content. Uh, in the NBA, we saw the, the Atlanta Hawks, and maybe knew this was coming. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks end up firing Nate McMillan. This is after they bring in a new president of basketball ops, so he wants his own guy. Quinn Snyder is the name that you're hearing a lot of. And in Chicago, we now know that the Bulls have shut down Lonzo Ball for the season. He hasn't played this year and won't play this year. I literally, like, I can't, I really can't run. So, um, can't run or jump. So, there's, like, a range from, like, 30 to 60 degrees when my knee is bent that I have, like, no force. And I can't, like, you know, catch myself. So, until I can do those things, you know, I, I can't play. So, Oof. I did rehab. It was getting better. But it was not to a point where I can get out there and actually go out there and run at, you know, full speed or jump. So, Surgery is the next step. This is definitely something I've never dealt with. Even the doctors are a little, you know, surprised about it a little bit. But we're all working together to figure this thing out. Man, I feel for him. It's already been 13 months since he last played a game. He hasn't played since January 14th of 2022. And now we know he's not going to play in this season. And he's still experiencing pain. He's still having discomfort. You know, he he tells you he can't really run or jump. Uh, there's just certain angles of his knee where none of that is possible. And he's already had two surgeries. So now he has to go through a third surgery at the very least uh, and they're hoping that at some point he'll be able uh, to, to you know, regain that, that uh, well, the strength in his knee, the ability to have the full range of motion, to be able to uh, use the knee the way that he needs to to be a point guard in the NBA. But I, I feel for him because this is 
This is scary. And you can hear that in his voice. Now, the move sort of coincides with the news, but Pat Beverly was deciding between the Warriors and the Bulls. He actually signed with Chicago on Tuesday. It was between Golden State and the Bulls. Obviously, um, you know, it's always good to play with a lot of great talent in Golden State, but, you know, they, a lot of, lot of guards over there, you know. So I, I figured, you know, I can make a playoff push with the Bulls right now and kind of, you know, pop them up a little bit. The East kind of weak. I'm excited. The East is kind of weak. Interesting. I wonder how the Celtics and Bucks, Sixers, well, the Nets are getting weaker, but I, I wonder how they feel about his assessment that the East is weak. Huh. I would have thought that people would look at the West and think there's like 17 teams within two losses of each other. Uh, it, it's almost as though there's a magnet sitting at 500 in the in the West and it's, a tr- it's pulling all the teams to it. <laughs> so Patrick Beverly signed and we'll see whether or not he can kind of pick up the slack at point guard because that's been a major challenge for the Bulls this season. They're not getting the production that they expected or hoped from Lonzo Ball, obviously, because he hasn't played since uh, January of last year. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, We're getting closer to the start of the live golf season. And I say that only because Greg Norman did an extensive interview with a podcast called The People I Mostly Admire. That's the name of the podcast. It's kind of clever. And he actually was very open about the fact that he's lost friends. He's He's got people who uh, just, they disagree with his association with this live tour and with the Saudi Arabian money that backs it, that they've actually cut off ties with him. Some of my dear friends don't even speak to me because of this. That's their choice. If you don't want to talk to me again, happy days. <laughs> he's clearly joined. He's clearly showing up about it. (laughs) Happy days. (laughs) Happy days are here again. If you are going to cut off our relationship because I've chosen to work the live tour and to be part of, of this, this tour that does rely on the Saudi and Saudi Arabian prince and his money uh, to keep going. Well then happy days. I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at him. So happy days in his Australian accent. Uh, He actually goes in depth on this podcast about why he wants to be part of the live and why he believes it fills a void in golf. And it is the biggest thing to ever happen to the game of golf in over 53 years. Ever. And when you think back over time, Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus and a few others broke away from the PGA of America to start the PGA Tour. Why did they do that? They do it as players, right? For their independent rights to compete. So this is no different than what we're doing today. We're just giving more competition. We're getting additional pathways for players to go play. They're independent contractors. We've created probably some generational wealth for some of these players. So at the end of the day, we just identified virgin space. We are starting a franchise model in golf that's never, ever been thought of before, let alone done. And why has this been possible? If you look across all sports around the globe, sports have become an asset class. And private equity and equity has been invested into many of these sports. So what happened with golf? We had an investor who wanted to come in and unlock this virgin space. So it's the first time in golf 
that's had an injection of close to two plus billion dollars committed to it Whoa. to create this new competition, create this new format, create a new fandom, create new excitement for the people who come to our golf tournaments and reach down to a new audience. That's Greg Norman, who still is the CEO of the Live Tour, despite the comments or I guess the reports out there that uh, the Saudi Arabian investment firm was considering booting him or the the investors were considering making a change there uh, at CEO. And this is the People I Mostly Admire podcast. One more. And I actually appreciate his unique perspective on, on the Live Tour and why it's been a help to the PGA. Yes, we've gone and ruffled a few feathers but we ruffled the feathers of a monopolist, a monopolist that basically controlled the sport for 53 years. I tried to make a bit of a change back in 93, 94 with the World Tour and again ran into the same headwinds back then as what we're running into now. So they don't like change. <laughs> they don't like competition. To see what's happened today on the PGA Tour since Liv came onto the scenes, a massive amount of capital was injected back into the players and onto the PGA Tour. So to be honest with you, the players on the PGA Tour should be giving a standing ovation to Liv, <laughs> the league, and the players for stimulating this new injection of money. He makes a point. You don't have to agree with him. You could be one of his friends that would never speak to him again. But he does make a really good point, which is that this has stimulated the PGA and it's led to an infusion of cash. It's led to bigger purses. It's led to these more exclusive tournaments. It's led to some higher profile events. It's really led to a PGA shakeup. And as much as the, the PGA may want to admit or may not want to admit that it's been good for golf, you could certainly look at it that way. And it was the biggest story last year that all of these high-profile golfers like Dustin Johnson, like Phil Mickelson, like Bubba Watson, like uh, other major champions were bolting uh, for Liv and the, you know, the $2 billion that's accessible. Um, I don't begrudge anyone that. It's, the, it's life-changing money. It's life-changing. It's not just life. It's not just your life. It's, it's your generations to come if you – save it, invest it, that type of thing. So I, I'm not going to fault these guys for doing it, and we'll see if the competition in the format holds up the way that he says that it will or the way that he believes that it will. But something he's been chasing since the 90s, uh, a rival to the PGA Tour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> We're going to end with a couple of funny things because I, I try to give you some reason to smile. So A.J. Brown did the... Shoot, what was the name of the podcast? Uh, I'll, lo I'll look for it while you hear from him. But he actually has given Howie Roseman an ultimatum when it comes to paying the quarterback. This, I love Philly. And I'm about, what I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he finna go. It's over. I'm telling you. Package deal me <laughs> with him. Listen, so you talk about pressure? Howie, get it done. Get it done. <laughs> so... So A.J. Brown is giving this ultimatum in which he says to Howie Roseman on Row the Room, right? That's, oh, Raw Room. I'm sorry, Raw Room. Why would you name your podcast Row the Room? Raw Room podcast. He says, 
You do not pay this man, just ship me off. Wherever he's going to go, I'm going to. So that's the ultimatum. If you don't pay him, well, they might as well just go ahead and send us in a package deal, wherever it is that that you send him. So, yeah, that was kind of funny. And there's more about the Super Bowl that we can hear on our next show, but I do love that it should make you smile. Just ship me off. That's it. We're, I mean, you might as well just just make us available as a tandem. We're a duo. We're BFFs. And in addition to that, uh, I'm going where he goes. I go where he goes. One more thing, and this is not funny necessarily, but it's definitely going to give you a smile. If you've been following the story, former Arkansas and NFL running back Peyton Hillis uh, hasn't done a whole lot of uh, – really anything public at all, uh, certainly not public comments. He's turned down interview requests in the wake of his recovery from nearly drowning after he saved his kids from drowning going back uh, when they were swimming in Florida earlier in the year. But he did put a lengthy post up on social media to thank everyone for their support um, and and says that the family's doing so well and it's really changed their family in such incredible ways. So it's cool to hear from him. Have a great day. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 